Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Sudoku Scene Podcast. I'm Dave Hendon. I'm delighted to say this week I have, as a guest, one of the great characters of the sport, Michael Holt. How are you, Michael? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm very well, yeah. I always start by asking players how they got into snooker, so what was your introduction? Um, well, I remember uh, watching it on TV, you know, the Davis years in the 80s. Uh, my godfather had a full-size table, so I, I've got pictures of me playing on a, on a, on a box. Well... For, you know, just 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 walk, you know. But we went. I went to live in Spain when I was a kid. My dad was a landlord, so I played a lot of pool. And we went to live in Spain about ten. When I was about nine or ten. And when we came back from there, that's when I started playing sort of regularly um, on a full size table around the age of twelve. And were you good straight away? I yeah. Well, I'm obviously playing pool a lot. I sort of knew and played a little bit of snooker. Um, I was fairly good, but um, I was pretty decent straight away. I made hundred within a year. Right. When I was 13, yeah, and I was playing for England at 13 as well. So, one year on the junior circuit, I got picked. So that was quite a successful spell, I suppose. I was winning quite a lot and competing in all events. Uh, Did so. it become the thing that you became sort of obsessed with? Yeah, yeah, I was obsessed with it. I mean, I remember watching the Davis Taylor final. Right. So, and I was, I was you know, 85, so I was seven year old then. So, I was obviously obsessed with it at a very young age. So, I think with anything, if you're going to become good at it, you've got to be obsessed with it at mm. some point be it snooker, football, uh, journalism, whatever, mm. you know, you've got to be sort of obsessed with it, and I was, so, mm. you know, obviously, you know, I've got where I am today. But what you also had was a very strong junior scene at the time, didn't you? So you weren't just playing, you could sort of enter tournaments and, and improve in that sense of sort of match play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a strong era, where I just came after the sort of John Higgins, Williams, they had their little sort of spell, and then it was, in my era, was obviously got Paul and David Gray, uh, Maguire was one. It's just on the, a lot of the pros now at the top of the game were yeah. were around at that time. So and a, a lot of us, a few, a few of us, are still there. So I think it was particularly strong. Yeah. And how did you turn pro? And how did you sort of take the decision to turn pro? Um, I went at a year at Blackpool. The last the last uh, time it was at Blackpool the qualifiers mm. wasn't really ready, but I had to have a go. Really um, didn't do too well. Then they had a qualifying school, which I didn't get in, but I, I did a challenge tour, like a UK tour they called yeah. it. And I got to the final, the first one. I think I won 12 matches to get to the final. 
which was you know quite good at the time for me in older shot. Uh, I lost to Paul McPhillip 6-5, um, <laughs> which obviously was disappointing, but to be honest, I was, I was on tour then yeah. for next season, So uh, and then I've been on tour ever since. So what was that like, suddenly? I mean, because how old were you? You were still young at the time, weren't you? Yeah, uh, well, it was 98-99 when I got on tour my yeah. first year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was, I was like 19, 20. Yeah. So what, what did you, I mean, because in those days, it's a little bit different now, I think, but in those days, you basically, you, you turn in pro, you turn up with your cue and you start playing, nobody kind of tells you anything, do they? You just have to get on with it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as practising, yeah, you just, just play, I was just down the club all the time. I mean, at the time, I was playing in Derby with uh, Dave Rowe, Gary Wilkinson, um, uh, there was loads of players, Matt Wilson, ex-pro, uh, Munrash Powell, who I won the English doubles with the year before turn pro, um, there was a lot of players in that club, and you know, so it was always someone to play down the club, and and, and that's how I, I was just playing obsessed with it. Like I said before, you know, yeah. playing all the time. You mm. know. And you, you had a bit of early success. You got to the UK quarterfinals. That was a, a big deal, big BBC tournament. Did you sort of think, well, I've made it now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd made it, but I did. I, I can honestly think that was my second year as a pro. Because my first, my first uh, tournament pro uh, venue uh, qualified for was the UK Championship. And I played Alan McManus and I beat him 9 7. He was top 8 at the time. And, and then I got to the last 16. And then the year after, again, I played McManus. I beat him again 9 8. And then I beat Graham Dot 9 1. Or I trained Drago 9 1. It was which, I don't know which one it was. But I think Drago was the second time. And I can remember thinking, I played really well that game. And I, and I played properly as well, you know, I scored heavy. And, and I can remember thinking, oh, you know, I'm starting to feel comfortable. Um, and then I got to the quarterfinals, I lost 9 6 to. Like you say to, to, to John Higgins, mm. and I think he said at the time, you know, I could be close to a breakthrough. So I did at the time think it might come soon, um, and I never stopped practicing. You know, I've always been a work, hard worker. Maybe just didn't have that belief at the time. Um, it still hasn't happened, obviously. But um, I think sometimes you, uh, I, I tried. My temperament was always a bit inconsistent, and I didn't give myself enough chances. And maybe if it all happened again, I, I may make a breakthrough. But um, it's disappointing that I didn't because I do feel like I was I had the sort of ability, but I'm still trying. You know, I'm still cracking on, and um, we'll see. But how did you sort of in the early days take to the sort of TV environment? Because suddenly, you know, you're not just playing at the Norbreck or something. You know, there's cameras, there's a crowd. It seems early on you took to it quite well. Yeah, I did. I, I always felt um, not quite as comfortable as I probably can. Mm. Um, and I think that to make that next step of being completely comfortable out there, it's, you've got to win something and or make win a few big matches, which I never seemed to do. So I was all sort of chasing that sort of. My mentality is a little bit. I'm a bit chasing it anyway, and I'm obviously a thinker, um, yeah. which is not an asset um, <laughs> in this game, um, unless you're just unbelievable. Uh, and I'm not unbelievable. I'm just very good. So um, yeah, um, I think it just. I don't know, uh, you know, if you get out my time again, I've got a few regrets, but um, I've always tried hard and I've always sort of worked hard, so I can't really too hard on myself and sometimes it just didn't happen. Do you think, because, you know, people do talk about your temperament, as you know, and you talk yeah. about it, fairness. Yeah. Do you think you, you almost want it too much sometimes? You go into matches and you're sort of so keyed up, you can't sort of relax when you're playing? Yeah, I think uh, as years go by, sometimes you try a bit too hard, you know. Um, I've always, like I say, I'm a thinker, I've, I'm, I've Consequences that you know they're everywhere, aren't they? Mm. So, when I look at the top players, the top champions, um, especially you know the Robertsons and and you know, Mark Selby's and all of them, you know Judd's a great example. You know, I don't sit there watching. Oh, look what he's done! He's hit that really well. He's played a good shot there. I can't do that. Mm. There's never a shot they play 
want to judge screw shots. I don't, I don't think that's good. But yeah, um, generally, it's not the shots they're playing. It's just being able to feel comfortable out yeah. there. I think um, in that big arena, that is something that if any, if somebody could give me anything, then I would, I would have that. I right. feel like I'm good enough then to to compete with anyone and, and beat anyone and, and compete in any event. So, but I think I'm not my own. There's probably loads of players down the years that have, that have felt like that. But for me, yeah, when I look at the top players, I just that's something that I, I strive for because I know that if that if I got that I, would, I could compete you know I wouldn't be around for as long as I have been uh, if I weren't a good player no. you know I mean I qualify for nearly all the events you know I'm always there and thereabouts but when I get to those major events I don't quite sort of win the matches that, that I'm involved in so I think it can only be that really So how do you feel so like you walk out of the crucible are you are you nervous as you walk out? What how do you feel beforehand? Do you build it up in your mind for a few hours? I mean, how does it how does it sort of work? Because I think obviously people who don't play they don't know kind of they see you playing, but they don't consider how you might feel beforehand or even how you're feeling as you go into the table. Yeah, um, it's a funny one really because I'm not a particularly I'm an extrovert, but I'm not unbelievably confident, and people probably think that I'm more confident than I am. You know, um, I, I, I sometimes get a little bit insecure out there. You know, what people might think. You know, things like that, which is just part of my character you know that's you know, so you're aware about. that people are watching you oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of everything right. <laughs> I'm aware of what um, him in the 12th row is wearing you know right. you know, it, it, that is something that I've it, to be uh, Neil Robertson strikes me as a character that you can sort of focus on one thing for a, a period of time you know I'm sure don't, nobody knows what goes around his head I know Neil you know he's a good lad and it's just when I look at him as a character you know he seems like he can focus on one thing Mm. And now that is just that's a holy grail, and for me that's just what's well, impossible. If I can limit him to ten things <laughs> in that one second, then I'm happy with that. Right. You know? So my character sometimes doesn't help with my game for that reason. So, so then it's hard to focus on what's actually on the table if yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. of all these other things. Yeah, yeah. There's a load of stuff flying around mm. uh, at any one time. So if I can, for me, focus, learning to focus on one thing, just putting the balls at the time, forgetting where you are, and. It's funny when you mention the Crucible. I'm no more nervous there than I am anywhere else. Maybe sometimes a little bit more because it's, it's such a big event. But um, I've been, I can be in a pro am um, and be really nervous, mm. which is ludicrous mm. because of you know what I mean. It means nothing. So it's not because I'm in a pro match or it's just me as a person. Right. I'm, I get myself at it. You know? right. And have um, you done anything to try and stop that? I've done a few things. I've tried to use different attitudes like. Not being so quiet, right? So people say, "Well, I'll just go out there and play." Well, how do you do that? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. How, do you, how do you not try? Mm. You know, it's, it's impossible not mm. to try. I can't do that. It's in my character. I've got to try. Mm. You know, I play golf. I've got to try. Mm. You know, um, not that I'm a bad sport, but you know, I've got to try and be do well. Yeah. So you know, he's trying. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's just finding that balance. Really, um, I'm sure people have got over it in the past. You know, um, but I'm working hard. You know, I'm working with Terry and. Mm do everything I do a lot right you know but, but the thing is that that's the point it's not like you're world number 100 I mean you've won a lot of matches you've won a couple of tournaments let's, yeah. not, let's not forget you know you, you, we, you're kind of regular on TV so it's, it's sort of working but you obviously want to go to that next level still because you're, you're seeing players about your age winning tournaments now yeah. and you think presumably well, I could, why, why shouldn't I do that well, correct I mean you know you've, you've got to try and it's hard not to think you know, when am I going to get a go you know stand my feet you know but um, yeah I mean I don't think if I won a ranking event now, I don't think I'd be the worst player to win one. You know, I think I'm good enough. Absolutely. You know? yeah. um, it's just 
doing it out there, you know, you know, you've got to go stand up and out there and do it. Mm. You can do everything you can off the table and say, well, this and that, but if you don't win one, you haven't won one, you've got to go out there and stand up and uh, to the to this day, I haven't done it. So, um, yeah, like I say, I'm working really hard and I will, I'll keep going and, and I think, like you say, my record speaks for itself. I don't, as much as I'm not, nothing to be embarrassed about, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with my career, you know. Um, and I'm there and thereabouts for, I've been in the top 32 for 10 years. I mean, that's an achievement in itself, you know. But it shows that I'm, I'm not here by luck. You know, I'm yeah. there because I'm, I'm good enough. And to keep getting to those venues, I'm obviously good enough and better than a lot or playing better than a lot, you know. It's unfair to say that. But so it's just that the jump to the next level isn't my record at that last 16 quarterfinal stage is too bad it's not that big a jump right. do you know what I mean it's not like the standard goes yeah. tenfold yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm hitting that brick wall it's obviously that I'm not quite as strong a player which is again through my men- mentality you know and maybe I'm trying too hard like you say earlier but I did not try yeah, yeah. but do you ask I mean I know you're, you know like people like Mark Selby Sean Murphy well do you ever sort of take them to one side and say you know is there something that you do that I should do sort of thing? And would they tell you if you, if you ask them? Yeah, I'm quite pretty friendly with a few of them, you know. Um, I think, I don't think there's any magic formula. I think that the, the, the secret is no secret in that respect, you know. Um, I think you've just got to find what works for you. If standing on your head 20 minutes before the match, that works, then that works, you know. I think if you're down the, down the list of champions, they've all got different personalities, different uh, ways, like Peter Ebden's completely intense, where... Mark Williams is he's yeah. quite relaxed. I mean, yeah. think of a wrong Mark Williams is a bit of a, bit of a you know, he's trying, he wants to rip your head yeah. off, you know, yeah. um, he wants to beat you, but he, the way he handles it, he's quite sort of, you know, like he is, you know. Yeah. Um, you've got to find what's best for you, and I think I'm still searching for that, and I think I'm closer than I was, mm. but um, like I say, you've got to just find your way and and then it, you know, hopefully it works. Mm. Well, we might as well bring it up, Michael. The uh, the, the famous occasion during the Masters qualifier, where um, you you wrapped, <laughs> you knew it was coming. Where you, it, yeah, yeah you, where you wrapped the table. Well, tell us what happened. You you, bro- you broke your knuckles, but what, what was the story there? Because it, it is, this is kind of a story that's passed into myth because yeah. it wasn't televised, so a lot of people don't actually know the details. No, um, the, the, the first myth is the fact that my, my nickname Hitman is from that. Okay, that's got nothing to do with it. Uh, my first Hitman's nickname was when I was one of my first venues. Someone better tell Wikipedia. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got a lot to answer for Wikipedia, yeah. 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 Um, um, and then uh, Alan Hughes, the old comp here, he said, we've got to get your nickname. And he come out with that, and I went, yeah, I love that, and that's it ever since. Obviously, back to the incident, um, it was against um, Rob Milkins, it was four each, I missed the blue. It was a really bad shot, and I just, I didn't actually hit the punch tail that hard, to be fair, it was more of a slap, but because my hand wasn't clenched, it just, it's just random. I mean, I could do it another hundred times, it wouldn't happen, just went like that and I, thought, I forget who I think Paul Collier might have been refing and I, and I said he said to him I'm going to have to warn you now. I said well, you can warn me but I broke my hand <laughs> so I think that's enough it's quite really. academic to be warned yeah, really. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to play the end of the frame I did play it but I fell in and I could tell that I sort of broke it and I was at, it was a Saturday night and I had to go at about 11 o'clock in A&E in Kings Mill right. in hospital in Mansfield and there was people coming in with Thing chairs sticking out their head, you know, and and I and they said and they weren't being seen first, so right. I thought I've got a long wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was there for a while. They put a cast on, and but were you worried? I mean, because you could have done 
long-term damage potentially to your entire career. I could have, uh, and it's something you know, you know. Sometimes you're young and a bit silly, aren't you? You know, and, and just it's one of the things I just did it, and I was all right. Problem is, though, things like that. I mean, it's probably now long enough away not to be brought up, but it's, it it's been brought be. up for years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's the same as like my temperament. You know, mm. when people talk about it. You know, people come to me, they're going about. You know, my temperament. Nobody, nobody tries harder than me. Mm. You know, I have through the town a couple of times, but they're not a player that hasn't no. at all at times. You know, no. kind of a bit petulant. But yeah, the last few years, I'm trying. I think the thing is, though, it's it's visible with you because you you do maybe not so much now, but certainly years ago, react yeah. Yeah. a lot. And some yeah. people, Mark Selby will be an example. He might be a bit inside, but he yeah. doesn't show it. Marco Fu, you never see yeah. any kind of reaction no, from. No, no, no. But you. But a little bit more emotional, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wear me on my sleeve. I'm pretty open. I'm very honest, mm. you know. And maybe too honest sometimes to myself, you know. If I don't, mm. I'm annoyed at myself. I don't mind telling myself, you know. Mm. So maybe it's best to just lie to yourself sometimes, mm. you know. <laughs> it probably work, you know. So, mm. but that's just me as a character. Mm. That's, that's me. I'm honest and straightforward. You know, you'll get it black and white. So, um, I don't think I should be ashamed of that. Um, I should probably um, channel it a lot better, uh, which I do now. But. Um, when somebody misses and don't react, they're not fooling me. Mm. I know they're in bits, mm. you know. So I think that's it's not a 1986 again where Davis is just fooling everyone. You know, everybody knows everybody's in bits. That's mm. just that's just a fact. So whether the the body language helps, you know, helps you get over it, I'm sure that works. Mm. But again, like I say, I'm, I'm all right now anyway. You don't see me sort of mm. I might pull your face, but that's just my character. That's mm. not me being petulant. And, it's not a negative now. Mm. Can you tell us, uh, uh, without giving away sort of state secrets, what Terry is sort of what you're working on with Terry? Is it is it the mental side? Is it the technical side, or is it a bit of both? A little bit of everything, really. Um, you know, there's every every area I need to improve, so we're going to try and improve on everything. So, um, you know, I try and be the best player I can be. I feel like I've still got. People say you can't improve in your late thirties. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, maybe some of the players that have said that because they reach such a high level anyway, but I never feel like I've fulfilled any of my potential, so I feel I can get better. So, mm. And I'm 37, I keep myself well. Mm. Um, for me to go backwards in the rankings, I'd have to get worse, I think, uh, which I'm working on not to, so mm. we'll see. Mm. You played uh, Paul Hunter at the Crucible, um, and Paul had just been just announced that he'd been diagnosed with cancer and you were a great friend of his yeah. what was that I mean it must have been horrible to, to see him like that and also but you're also at the world championship and you've got to kind of be professional and try and win which, which of course you did yeah it was a bit surreal you know I come back to China and we found out you know when we thought we became a bit more common knowledge within the game it was horrible really and, and obviously to play him and then I drew him and like I said at the time so there's quite a bit of press about it you know because obviously he you know, was in the paper a lot and I said oh, if he if would help him I would lose 10 yeah, you know, but yeah. it's a game of snooker you know the, the, the cancer thing uh, the illness is, is a lot bigger than anything you know so we just play a game of snooker and he, we, I wish him well you know and I won the, on the day and that was it but yeah we had a hug after and that was it it's one of them um, just, a, just a horrible 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 tragic story yeah. really yeah. but then obviously the tournament had to go on for you and you, you played Steve Davis in the next <laughs> round and, and you were quite away in front Yeah. what, what happened there? Well, to be honest, that was that was something that I regret really because I'll be honest with you, that was a petulant really. That was petulant really. I, that pressure got to me a little bit, but I'm stronger than that. You know, I'm a better person than that. I'm, I was, did I do? There's not many regrets you have, but I do regret sort of. I just took it for granted a little bit and went out. You know, just be a bit silly. So, yeah, I mean, you live and learn, don't you? You know, I'm older now and 
Um, but what's it like when, because I think you're eight two up from yeah. memory, what's yeah. it like when that lead is just being basically you know, cancelled out? And, I can't remember any of it. Right. It's probably on YouTube. If you want to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've stuck in there quite good. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube before that. Um, yeah, um, and there's quite a lot on there. So uh, it's not something, I have got it on DVD. It's funny because the day it happened, the day I got the lay lost, because um, I went and obviously in mid-session uh, and my mates all dead down to earth that were you know dead you know they give me a roll and a stick for it that we went out that night and they made me watch it when we got back okay so they said uh, look at you being an idiot right um, it must have been a good evening for you yeah it was yeah. fantastic yeah. yeah you know I think I threw three balls of vodka that night <laughs> so uh, but when you look back at it now you would do everything completely differently well, I'd just not, I'd just not be vigilant, you know. Mm. I'd not be, uh, I'd, I'd not take it for granted. I mean, to play there, just to play there is a uh, privilege, mm. you know. And, and I think I've played seven or eight times now, so, and, and I do see it as a privilege. That's a bit of an ordeal at times, <laughs> but um, no, um, you've got to see it as a privilege, you know. But you've got to, you know. Again, I'm older now. I'm, I've got a better attitude towards life, you know. So, I just, it's one of them. I was young, mm. or I was just silly, mm. you know. I was immature. What can I say? You know, it's, it's something I regret, but I won't do it again. But you know, hindsight's great, isn't it? Yeah, you have won two sort of PTC stroke, whatever they're called these days, tournaments, um, and they're not easy to win, are they? You know, you've got to beat good players. You beat John Higgins in one of the finals. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess because they're a little under the radar, people maybe didn't, didn't maybe didn't notice. No, I mean, they are what they are. You know, they're, they're, a, they're, a, they're they suit me in the respect that they, they're over in two days, so it gives me time not to think. You know, and that's that's been a, that's what. I've had cursed myself you know for that um, it's funny the first because my dad had a stroke that year my dad uh, and he was poor he was in hospital for five months so I was going there I weren't practicing a lot I'd had a terrible run in the PTCs and, and uh, the last one came it was the last one I've got to win it to get in the PTC finals and I never really went there with any particular I just went you know it's funny because I got booked in a really bad hotel Dave didn't go and he, he booked here and he was, it was awful and I was like I just take him pictures laughing at him um, I got there I, was, I won my first match 4-3 and then I had a worse driver I think I had Joe Swale uh, Jamie Cope Stephen Maguire um, Mark Selby Sean Murphy and then John Higgins in the final yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't because I because I wasn't staying with anyone. I was sort of just eating on my own. When I was playing, go for something to eat, come back. I was just playing. I wasn't thinking about anything. And then I got to the final. I should have gone three 0 up. Uh, I didn't. It was two, I went three two down, then one four three, and it got me in the PTC final. So it was just good, you know. Took set trophy home to my dad. You know yeah. I mean? And yeah. it was just a good little story, you know. It was a little bit of a distraction from the, what was going yeah. through the family. So yeah. it was a nice that I did that, you know. And I think it. It showed me something that because I didn't, because I distracted myself, you know, because I wasn't thinking it was right. all, you know, I think there's something in that for mm. me because the other PTC that I won came after another bad run of results as well. It's as if I, I do go, sod it, mm. you know, you know, I just get on with it and I just play. So mm. maybe I just, there's something in that. Okay. If I try and bottle that, it'd be great. But mm. yeah, they are what they are, you know, but they're good. You've still got a pop game ball at the end of the day. Mm. And, in any tournament, it's a prime, a junior tournament. At the time, it means a lot to you, don't it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What's it like being a snooker player? A lot of people listening to this will assume it's a glamorous lifestyle of limousines yeah. and, and so on. Yeah. I get the, well, I know for a fact it's not that, is it? No. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I don't think there's a lot that is, to be honest. I mean, probably football and golf and whatever they... But you've still got, in anything you do, there's still hard work mm. and there's still the grind, if you want to call it, you know. 
I'm, I just see myself as privileged to, to play something that I wanted to as a kid, you know. Um, but if somebody said when I was 14 I was going to press a snooker player, I'd just be like, let's do it. Mm. You know, and fortunately for me, I worked hard and, and I'm, I'm still playing. And obviously I'm 37 now, so it's not, you know, I'm not I'm probably near the end and the start, yeah. but um, I, I, I treasure it really, you know, and, and I'll keep doing it as long as I can to try and, and try and achieve something I've never achieved before, you know. So. And what's it like being around other snooker players? Because when I sit in sort of the players' room, conversations can be quite limited. It's usually about some format change or some kind of, you <laughs> yeah. know, or someone's been done in in some way and this kind of becomes a little moan. Is it sometimes, do you feel like sort of separating yourself from that? Because some players do, like Neil Robertson will go and play his video games or something. Yeah. You would never see back in the day, like Davis sat there yeah. taking part in that. Do you ever feel like you want to get away from all that? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I don't try and get into the moans. I'm at, the thing is, I like dark humour and I like, do you know what I mean? I, I don't mind you know, joking about stuff. Yeah. So uh, it, I find it quite amusing. It sounds like I'm moaning a lot, but I just like it. I'm mm. Joe Perry. I mean, Joe Perry got on so well, mm. but I love a moan. You know, so. But it's not a real moan, you know, it's a joke. Um, I think, yeah, when pr- people talk about this, I think I used to get more involved than I did. I don't so much now. I think it's no value. I mean, we've got, a, we've got Barry Owen at the head and he does, you know, he's the man. Yeah. So yeah. let him crack on. Yeah. And I think the game's in a lot better state than it was. So, you know, everybody happy. But I think we, as far as taking yourself away, that's again it's about characters I'm a, I'm a social person mm. for me to just go and put myself in a solitary uh, you know room mm. it just I wouldn't be good for me mm. that's not why I've not won a ranking event mm. you know it's, people start looking for reasons well you know it's because he's not this or it's not yeah, it's because yeah. I'm not I've not stood up when I went out there it's got nothing else to do with anything you know so you can look for little clues like that should it, would it help me blah blah but no but can, just, but can players be too friendly because I remember John Spencer said um Obviously, he came up when there weren't many tournaments and lot, not a lot of money. And he he said of sort of the, some of the modern players. This is like early nineties. He said, mm. "Why do they all spend so much time together? They can might play, be playing each other in the final next week. Why why are they pally?" I, just, I, I don't agree with that at all. It's a game of snooker. Mm. You know, I still want to win. You know, and you just shake hands and you. It's, it's a game of snooker. Mm. Um, I think if you want to be the sort where you want to hate everyone, if that helps you, gives you the edge, then I'm sure. But for me, you know. Um, you know, I played Ali last night I was trying to win as hard as I can mm. nothing against Ali <laughs> but they're inevitably and I'm not asking you to name names here but there'll be some players you get on with better than others there'll be some players you probably don't like do, do you sometimes you draw someone you think right I'm going to really try against you and, and can that sometimes sort of backfire a bit I think it can I think even more negative than positive you get, you, know, you get a bit of needle it's sort of like it puts a little bit more on it I mean yeah. I I don't know what they think of me but I <laughs> feel like I'm, I get on with most people these people I don't that I've got less in common with but um Again, as I've got older, I've become more sort of less judgmental and just accept people for what they are. You know, I think a lot of people make a judgment of someone without really getting to know them. That that, that something will happen uh, that they'll they'll disagree with, and then they'll just make a sweeping judgment yeah. about yeah. that that certain thing. If you actually got to know them, they're probably all right. You know, yeah. most people are in the same boat as players-wise. We're all trying, we're all twitching. Mm. You know, and and you've just got to sort of give them the respect they deserve, I suppose. Yeah. But I wasn't like that. I used to be a bit more judgmental, but then that's youth, isn't it? Yes. You know, as you get older, you sort of get more mellow, don't you? Yeah. Well, the good news is you didn't have Twitter then, because that could have, you could have, could have found yeah. yourself in trouble there. I mean, how do you? Obviously, now there's a instant communication with snooker fans and so on. What, what's it like for you? Is it? I mean, I get the impression it's quite positive for you online. Yeah, yeah. I think you know some people, some players have been quite you know in the past do you know? I mean, people do get drunk tweets, things like that, you know. Uh, but I'm fairly in control. It's very rare. Recently, I've 
I can buy it to anything. If anybody just gives me some negative stick, I try and challenge myself to try and see how many tweets I can make them like me. In. Right. <laughs> and I think my record's about three. <laughs> so from right. from being the worst player ever that can't stand up, uh, never going to do anything, I've been his best mate in three tweets. Right. So. It's just your about. winning personality. Well, there you go. Get to know me, and you'll probably like me. Yeah. One thing you do put a lot of store in is, of course, fitness, physical fitness. I mean, you're a qualified gym instructor. Yeah. You go a hell of a lot, and also you, you diet you're very conscious of. Yeah. Is that is that just literally a health thing, or do you think it helps being a snooker player as well? I think it's something that I've, I love anyway. Um, I'm, I'm sure I benefit. You know, you know, I'm in sort of healthy. You know, touch wood, everything's you know working. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm sure I can't say it can't benefit, especially the diet thing. You know, if you're healthy and feel good, um, just generally, you know, it can't be any. Uh, people have got on. I get on my soapbox here, you know, but people they, they'll spend loads of money on stuff and then they'll get on your soapbox. Come on, oh, well, yeah, well, you know, people, <laughs> people like want to sort of they'll spend loads on stuff, but then they'll have no sort of knowledge, basic knowledge about cooking or look what they eat or what they'll have to. You know what I mean? It's just. It's ludicrous to me because it's something you have to do. You might as well enjoy it, and you might as well do it right. Mm. I mean, obviously you've got you've got a t- Peter at the minute loves his veganism. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've been quiet about it, though. He's he? been quite yeah. quiet. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know, would you? You wouldn't if you didn't know. know him. Yeah. Wouldn't know. So, um, I mean, that's great. You know, I'm not a vegan. I would never be a vegan. It's not my. I mean, there's a lot. Of, you can sit here and argue all day. There's a lot of evidence to suggest either way. But uh, for me, if you've got to have some. Uh, interest in your health because if you haven't got your health you've got nothing mm. you can be a millionaire so um, so what would be your sort of weekly say you're not at a tournament what would be your sort of exercise regime as it were well I, I try to lift weights to try and get stronger so um, I, I don't do much cardio I just I just do little weights I mean I feel, feel pathetic saying it because I'm still a small I'm still like a 12 year old boy <laughs> but um, no it's just because I do sort of put a bit of weight on when I'm when I'm eating right. I eat a lot. I eat a lot of food, mm. and um, when I get a, six weeks at home, I can sort of make a few mm. sort of gains, as they call them, mm. you know. But um, yeah, I enjoy it. My my, my fiance uh, Amy, she loves it as well. Mm. So we go together. It's something mm. we can do together. Because uh, snooker, sorry, snooker tournaments. You know, let's be honest. The lifestyle can be unhealthy. You know, you yeah. might go to the bar after and um, eat yeah. late and so on. And it's quite easy, like anything, to get into a habit. You can get into a habit of doing the right thing, but you can also get into the habit of doing the wrong thing quite yeah. easily. I think it's all about being sensible and making the right choices. And I feel like I'm informed enough to make. If it's five bad things, I'm at the best of a bad bunch. And and uh, I think it's it's just to quote like a, or a fitness thing. It's what you do consistently. You know. Right. If you're doing the right things consistently in anything, mm. you know you, you'll you'll be you'll benefit. So um, the odd little tree or whatever is not gonna yeah. not gonna hurt you. Yeah. So just make the right decisions and you'll be yeah. okay. You know? So what's your qualification? I mean, can you literally could you literally sort of go into a gym and be a personal trainer? Is that, is that yeah. yeah? It's only a basic qualification. I mean, to be honest, I've learned tenfold since then. Mm. You know, what I mean, I probably could give I could get, I can give advice and mm. I could help someone you know well talk to my girlfriend uh, my fiance she'd kill me for that uh, <laughs> edit uh, yeah, yeah edit <laughs> she, um, she, she, you know she, she was always going to the gym and mm. obviously we, when we first met her we started chatting about it and mm. she's amazed how easy it is yeah. I mean, she trains less than she used to train and mm. she eats more than she used to eat mm. and she she feels better and you know what I mean mm. than she ever has done so it's not rocket science but um, yeah, I could I could get a job in the gym. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and also you've been doing a business uh, degree. How, yeah. How's that going? It's going okay. Um, I failed an exam, which that's just getting used. To, I just remember the stuff. You know. mm. 
Um, but um, all the assignments I've got in. And, and so open university? Yes, open university. And so. why, why, why do that? I don't know really. I think um, it just why not? Mm. You know, I get the time, so <laughs> yeah. why not? But and most think, play, but I mean, I can't think of any other snooker player that would, would consider that a useful way of spending their time. You know. Yeah, I think it's craziness that they don't, especially the younger lads. I mean, the young lads coming on tour. I think the worst snooker should really. I mean, they do it in tennis and golf, and there's a lot less of a gamble in that. Mm. You know, you've got to really do well at this game to make yourself fancy secure forever. So, I think the worst snooker should really. I spoke to Jason Ferguson about it. Give them not scholarships or whatever you want to get them to do an open university degree. So, you know, if you're under 25 and you, I don't know, they did them like gym, like talking media courses. Yeah. It's a waste of time. It's a complete know. waste of time. It's yeah. a waste yeah. of time. You know, so <laughs> why don't you do something productive? Get them to do a degree. Um, that's something that they could be 30 that have a degree. Mm. They might still be playing on tour, but if they drop off a tour, it's not the end of the world. If you're 35 with no qualifications, no work experience, and you've been living this blessed life, you've not been in the real world mm. for. Forever, <laughs> you know. All of a sudden, then you, you're in a bit of trouble, you know. Uh, if you want to get, uh, you know, uh, d- do something, you know, more than just, you know, a starter job. Mm. So uh, I think that's something that Wolfsnick should really do. But is it is it something that you are doing with a specific goal? You know, you want to be the next Donald Trump or something, or, or I mean, that'd be nice. Or, yeah, or, 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 or I'll have better hair. Yeah, well, of course, you, you do have better hair. Yeah, but, 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 or is it something you want, sort of like in the in the bank? You know, like you say, a qualification to, um, to fall back on, maybe. I, yeah, I think more about that. If, if at the end of my career, I'd have, I might learn something on the way. And if I have got a degree at the end of it, I'll probably be have more chance of getting a better job. Um, I probably wouldn't have done business. I did business. I thought it was quite generic. You can sort of use it in every. I'd have, I should have gone down the fitness route, really, mm. because it's something I'm really passionate about. I hate that term, passionate, mm. but anyway, um, <laughs> it's something that I, I would have soaked up like a sponge. Um, the business has been a bit dry because I'm not involved in it, you see. So yes. it's just it's like learning a language mm. or an hour a week, you know. Um, what were you like at school? Did you do some exam? You must have done some exams at school. Uh, my reports <laughs> always said. A lot of potential, but doesn't terrible concentration. Really, can you oh, believe right. it? So, <laughs> so you can. It's extra, that's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah you would have. <laughs> um, I went to five different senior schools. My dad was a landlord, so mm. like, my schooling was a little bit pre-corp. And obviously, going to Spain, you know, and didn't really yeah. help. Um, I left with nothing really, and mainly through not really trying and leaving school off through my fifth year. And obviously, the teacher didn't like me. No, <laughs> okay. So why not? Um, why not? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Never did get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, I think yeah. I would, if I again hindsight, I would have tried a little, a lot, a lot better, a uh, lot more. Um, but I didn't. So I'm in the position now. So that's why I chose to do uh, try and um, learn something. You know. mm. I guess the other big thing in your life is music, isn't it? Your brother is, uh, has played in various bands, and, and yeah. you're a big fan of like the Stone Roses and whatever. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is, how, how important has music been to you? Um, I listen to quite a lot. I miss mm. the White Stripes at the minute. Okay. I don't know why I'm just obsessed with them right. at the minute. So, um, my brother thinks my I've got word music tastes awful, <laughs> um, but he's you know he's got he listens to a lot of music all the time. So he's but he like, plays, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays. Yeah. So he's. he's, he's he says that if you haven't got a good music collection, he can't be your friend. Okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs> slightly Get the feeling it won't get on with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's something that I've, that, you know, I've got hmm. to listen to. Because I get a lot of time to listen to it. So. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, yeah. Stone yeah. Roses, though, what, why them in particular? I don't know. I think it's just a time in my life. My clubbing days, um, you know, my friends liked them. And there's a lot of good memories attached to it, you know what I mean? And like him, Brown. I'm probably if I met him, I might not like him, but um, um, yeah, I just like some things he says, and um, I just like the whole sort of image around the band, you know. Like but is it, I guess it's important as well to have 
other interests rather than just the 12 by 6 and, and focusing on, oh, I've got to play in this tournament and that tournament. Actually, have a life, I guess. Yeah, you've yeah. got to. But again, that's me as a character. For mm. me to just be all in with one thing, that would just kill me, you know. But I've, got, I've, always, got, I've always been done stuff. I've gone to travel and, and like, when I went to years ago, I went to Cosphorus yeah. for 10 weeks. You know, it's just something I, I'm not sit back, I'll sit my backside, I can't mm. do it. So, some characters might benefit from mm. just being one track-minded. Mm. But, I mean, would you, for example, say you get knocked out of a tournament, would you watch the rest of it, or do you act as if it's not going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending <laughs> how bitter I am that week about the defeat, yeah. um, I think I, you can't help it if you're at home. Usually, I'll just clean the house. Right. I've got a very clean house. Got very long time. <laughs> the cleanest house it, in Britain. As it gleams. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Usually around Thursday, it's really clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on Wednesday. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's, um, yeah it's, I just, that's when I'll probably put the music on and do stuff. But, I mean, um, yeah. I think, how, how long does it take you to get over a defeat? Is it like days? Or? Ooh, I suppose it depends on how how Yeah, it's bad. And now I've. If I've got beat by somebody who's playing well, or just beat me, I can take that on the chin. But if I don't feel I've played very well, it really hurts me. I, I must admit, in that respect, uh, defeats hurt me too much, I think. I don't know how people get over it. Mm. I mean, distraught I am. Mm. And I should get used to it by now, but, <laughs> but honestly, I, it kills me. Right. Losing is horrible. Do you find yourself replaying you know, the key shots and... Imagining it going right, even yeah. though it's like after the event. There's a few key moments in yeah. it. Oh, I could have handled that better. Mm. You know, um, I missed. There's a yellow. I keep thinking about. I lost to Jim Robinson in the Welsh. I missed a yellow off the spot. I just done all the hard work and twitched a yellow. And I just just didn't concentrate on it. Just, I did concentrate, but I didn't just do go through my routine and just missed it. You know, nerves got to me. Um, and that's just that, that. I can't stop thinking about it. Right. Um, so. Until the next one comes, I'll, I'll be obsessed with that. So. Oh, but I guess it's a bit better now, and as much as because, like, if you go back ten years, you would have probably six weeks to think about it. At least yeah. now, you're getting your queue out again pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, this came around, and I'm sort of involved in this now. I've got loads of shots I've missed this week to think about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it, it shows how much it means to me. You know, I mean, it does. I mean, it, it's affected my self-esteem. I think sometimes you know losing, which is wrong, really, because I'm just. just I'm just that's just snooker, it's not me as a person, but I do sometimes let it affect me, um, which is not easy. Mm. But um, yeah, I should be more sort of put in perspective, really. But at the time, you're just devastated. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and are you, are you enjoying the new era, the last few years, with all the new events? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I, I practiced because I wanted to be a snooker player, to play snooker, not to wait eight weeks for an event. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, you are a proper professional now. If, you, if you're winning the money, if you're earning enough, you are full time. Where at time, one time it wasn't. So, I think it's funny because you still get the grown rumbles and moans. And there are a few things that I think can be changed and that aren't right. Blah blah. blah. But I mean, you know, you need to just smell the roses a little bit. Yeah. Go back five, six years. Um, and then some of the new lads, they don't really know what that was like. So uh, people forget quickly. They don't as well. Very quickly. Madness, madness. Yeah. People just in life like that, aren't mm. they? You know what I mean? It's just a craziness, you know. People, yeah, like you say, forget. And, and we are blessed, really, to do what we're doing. If you don't like it, go and get another job, mm. you know. Because, mm. you know, you, you'll be, you know, when we got up, got up this morning, people sit on a bell building site waiting for the due to, due to come off. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, as, not as bad as it probably seems. And um, you can change your life pretty quickly you can have a month spell where you can change your life you can get everything paid for and you know what I mean you're alright so 
the chance is there. If you don't like the gamble, go do something else. You know, I think Barry's right in that respect. Although, on saying that, I do feel as though the middle-ranked players, 40, 50 in the world, are only enough. They should, the next money that should go in the game should go to them because some of them are struggling. The top boys are earning good money, and they should be, and they deserve to be. And the winners' check should be good, but for me, 50 in the world isn't earning nowhere near enough money. You know, nowhere near enough money. Okay, and uh, there'll be hearts breaking around the world, Michael, because you're getting married. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I keep, you know, she's great for me. You know, we're, we're great together, and she, we're good for each other. And I'm a better person with her. So, yeah, um, I'm a very lucky boy. You know, but we we just get on great. So things, um, yeah, I can't fault her. She's but she's wicked. And as you look back on your career, I mean, you have said you know you you'd like to have done better, and there's still time to do it. But you've earned a living playing snooker, and if you just said to you at the, the age of eight, that's how you would spend your life, you, you would have taken that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Uh, I think me as a person, obviously, I'm always going to think about what if. Or, mm. And I'd like to say, but we started speaking about me like I was going to do well really quickly. Um, yeah, you've always got a few regrets, but yeah, I'm blessed to do what I do, and I've I, I met some great people along the way. And, I still have me, you know what I mean, and enjoyed it. And like you say, as a kid, that's what I dreamed of doing. So, um, but I'm still going to work hard. I'm still going to try and do better than I've ever done. We'll see, you know. And when the career inevitably will end at some point, what what, no. does, what well it, it will, I'm afraid. <laughs> but what 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 will what will you do then? Will you look to go into the fitness route, or maybe with your degree? Or I mean, have you thought definitively yeah. this is what I want to do? Do you want to stay in snooker, maybe? Yeah, it's, it's a scary thought, I think, for a lot of players. You know, what at the end because you're not as much as you learn a lot you don't really do anything you can really do anything with as far as when you get into the real world um, I've, I'm in a business apparently that exports people are sort of there's a lot of qualities you can take into sort of that because you, you're driven you, you're motivated and whatever um, but I don't really know I think if I get my degree passed um, I'll have a few more doors open to me the fitness thing again it's an option I, I, I genuinely don't know yeah. but um, I'm going to try and make it as less scary as possible <laughs> and try and see it as a new chapter as well as a disaster mm. you know, that's probably the best way I can look at it really and we'll see okay, hopefully well. my missus will keep me and I'll be household well yeah that's, that's an option certainly yeah, I'm a good cook so, <laughs> and I'm great in a penny so. brilliant ok yeah. well that, that's an image maybe to leave everybody with well, <laughs> well your, your career's got I'm sure got a long way to go yet and yeah, I can, I'll say this with all with all honesty, I've dealt with a lot of players down the years as a journalist, and you've been one of the best. Thank you. So I thank you I for that, that. and I thank you for being on the podcast, and thank you everybody for listening. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.